Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Norries podcast. I'm your host, James, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Timmy Long. Hi, everyone. We have a special guest today, Professor Shad Maruna, uh, one of the leading criminologists in the world, based out of Queen's University by way of Shytown, mm-hmm. the Windy City. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to have you here. We've referred to you a lot over the last couple of two and a half years. We had you uh, down shortlisted since day one, but because of COVID, we couldn't do it. So it's great to have you here. Yeah. Sure. Brilliant to be here. I've been listening for for a long time. I'm a, a huge fan. Uh, I'm a, I'm happy to have been bumped by some of the many guests that have uh, jumped yeah. me in the queue. But I, I I'm delighted to finally get here. So yeah. Well, see, you know, when I, I said a few times uh, on the podcast around uh, education for me uh, as being like a personal development tool. Yep. Like I'm learning about to, I'm I'm learning about stuff that helps me in my professional practice and for my academic writing, mm. but I am joining the dots in my own life too. Yeah, and a, a big part of that was studying criminology in UCC and reading your work and just being able to see myself mm. in the people you've interviewed. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so before we get into that, yeah. just tell us how you got into this. Like you're a psychologist by trade, aren't you? That's your background. More or less, yeah. yeah. Uh, and how did you end up going into this criminal justice kind of psychology? Yeah, uh, it, it, um, I, I don't have a, a real clear story on that. You know, uh, I, I was uh, a developmental uh, psychology was, was was my field, and a lot of developmental psychology is is uh, working with with babies and kids because that's where you're, you're getting these huge, interesting yeah. developmental changes. And and uh, I was uh, a sort of a young male in my my twenties and and didn't have kids at the time, so so I wasn't all that interested in kids. Um, but, uh, but I knew uh, something about being a young male and in, in my twenties. And, and so I, I, I focused on that, uh, adolescent development, but, but more young adult development, those, those transitions from, from adolescence into adulthood. And, uh, um, and of course a big part of that, especially for, for males is, is, getting through that the, the kind of the, the um, uh, delinquent phase and the, the street phase and, and, and these sort of things. So, so uh, I focused on that and uh, uh, turned out I was good at it. You know, I, I, I uh, um, uh, must have must have picked something that that struck a, a chord in me, but also in others and, and, and had something to say in it. Uh, and I think some of that was, you know, I was I was the same age as, as I was writing about, you know, I was, I was a 26, 28 year old mm-hmm. writing about 26, 28 year olds. And, and uh, I'm not sure that today uh, I'm, I'm a little bit older than that now. And, and I'm not sure I, I would have the same insights, the same ability to, to, uh, 
relate and 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 empathize and and these kind of things so so uh so it was probably you know being the right right place the right time for for, yeah. for that, that kind of work you give me your expert opinion on something okay yeah so do you know eric erickson stage mm. of psychosocial you development got it. yeah yeah right so when i was reading his stage in the adolescence the identity versus role confusion exactly. and i was trying to think of myself and you think of yourself now like this in in this stage in your life, you go through crises, right? We're trying to find out who you are, mm. and you might take on an identity. I think for me, I took on the identity of a hard man, a criminal, drug user. That what I didn't feel later on it wasn't me, yeah, sure. but it was my identity, and I I didn't shake that until I was about twenty seven, yeah. yeah, yeah. until I went into rehab and got away, and then I actually became a man. I was fifteen mm -hmm. for twelve years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it makes it makes perfect sense, you know. And and that's a you know the the uh, um, the, the Erickson th stages. You know, we now no longer see them as, as strictly staged. So, so a, a lot of those those stages overlap, and and you know, people are working on what's got intimacy, and then the generativity, and these things. People are working on all of those those issues throughout the the, the life course, but but they they come to the fore a bit more at, at different places. But but you're absolutely right. You know, in, in terms of identities. That's a, 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 a really powerful one for a 15-year-old, for an 18-year-old. It says, you know, I'm not a boy anymore. I, I, I am going to uh, uh, strike out, you know, I want an identity that would be uh, uh, fearsome, that would be, uh, you know, masculine, and would, would, would make it me make it clear that I'm no longer a child, that I am to be a, a person to be reckoned with. And and that's a, a a perfectly logical adaptation to that awkward transition of, of, of adolescence. The the problem becomes uh, once you you know that that uh, identity gets chosen and, and acted out, uh, it it can become a kind of label, a permanent uh, uh, identity that that is awfully hard to shake. You know, it's like getting a bad tattoo, and, and when you when you're 17, that that you then have to deal with when you're 27 and 37 and then 57 and so. Forth. Some sometimes sometimes that identity that you you take on board really becomes maybe a mechanism for you to get through whatever environment you're living Absolutely. in. Absolutely. You know, say for example, you're, you're you're living in an area where there's a lot of drug addiction, poverty, violence, you know, you have to take on some form of identity yep. that's going to get you through oh, these yeah. daily struggles sure. that you're going to go through, you know, and without doing that, you probably won't survive. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. so I think that's that's definitely something that we we done as well. Mm. We took on board whatever we needed unconsciously to get us through those times. You know, and I have a question as well. You, you know, you know, around we, we do take on these identities, yeah. but you know, you know, when a teenager, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, mm. when they're using drugs mm. like cannabis and maybe ecstasy or, or, or benzos or whatever what kind of are they doing more damage again on top of the developmental kind of hmm. uh, the, the, the developmental process on top of everything else hmm. you know what kind of damage are these things doing to them well I, I mean I'm not uh, and it's been a long time since my development <laughs> human development degree but but I'm not uh, um, uh, I'm an expert on the the biological, the cognitive. Yeah. You know, you, you have to think 
the the more chemicals you're introducing in those those key developmental years uh, are, are going to be dangerous. Uh, at, at the same point, uh, I mean, there's, there's there's all sorts of chemicals in 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 the atmosphere and chemicals in 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 in, in our foods and, mm. and 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 drink and so forth that 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 people are you know we're all consuming. So, so um, I, I uh, uh, um, wouldn't uh, wouldn't recommend it uh, for for you know especially early childhood. But but then there then again there are our social uh roles that 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 drugs play that that as you say can be uh more adaptive uh it can can help you uh um uh, seem more mature in 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 the eyes of the world you know the 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 way uh um, the 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 drug dealer has a a uh a status in in communities but even in in society you know we 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 have whole courses in, in criminology written about these, uh, you know, the, this role and here it can be played by a 13 year old, uh, a 15 year old doing, a, a, you know, a, 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 a job that, that is uh, um, something that, that yeah, is, is, is going to be a role that they're stuck with in life and so forth. But, but, but anyhow, um, uh, so, so there are, are um, functional aspects to, to drug use uh, in, in youth. Some some interesting work on on young people uh, who who never try drugs, never never even experiment or, or dabble with, with drugs, and and there they find that that those uh, youth are, are often um, marginalized. They they're um, you know maybe they 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 have. Uh, um, 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 uh, neurodiverse conditions. They, 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 they're, they're, they're loners. They, they don't have the sort of the social, uh, uh, adaptation of, of other young people. So, so, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, not an expert, but uh, as a parent, you know, you sort of want a, a healthy, uh, um, uh, moderate mm-hmm. interaction with with, with uh, substance use, uh, especially in those years where where the, the the person is exploring life and 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 the world and and so forth. So so I I, I guess I. I um, uh, yeah, although obviously there's 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 some tragic consequences that, that yeah. can come, especially the very young introduction to yeah. these things. Yeah. And you know, there's a fellow in England, Alex Stevens. Mm-hmm. He writes a lot about drugs, brilliant, and absolutely, their role and why people take drugs. But there is the the healing trauma, sure. the corporate trauma. But there's also it gives you a meaning. It gives the illicit economy where you're excluded yeah. from mainstream economy. Yeah. And yeah. he had a kind of a criminology geek term, but subterranean structuration right. is why right. he describes it. But when he breaks it down, it's not so simple. Yeah, and it's multifaceted. Yeah. And another thing you were on about as well, you know, um, I think uh, informing your identity. I think the labels that you get as well. So when we're from the area we're from. It's a very stigmatized area. Mm-hmm. And when you're a child and you're going playing team sports in another area, you're called all sorts of names mm-hmm. because of where you're from. Yep. But I think that reinforces everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you just end up taking on it. Yeah, I am from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to drive your car out, sure. you know? Yeah, but yeah, that's when you're living in that kind of area, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. But when you're somebody then that's trying to get away from that life, yeah. not the people. That's when it becomes problematic. Yes. When you mature you know, yeah, and say, yeah, yeah. I don't because want this identity things anymore. Things go against you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things go against you in terms of jobs, mm-hmm. um, education. And your behaviour. Your behaviour, what might have helped you in that context is very counterproductive in this context. Yeah. But we get into the desistance. Will you actually explain what desistance means or what it is? Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, you know, um, desistance is, is a terrible academic word. It's, it's hard to say. And, and, and you know, it, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that, that we don't have another an easier word for it. Uh, and, and it actually quite telling that, that, um, that we, we had to make up this weird uh, a- academic word uh, um, that, that uh, society doesn't already have a word for it. Uh, in, in in a sense, we used to say going straight, uh, and 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 there was a television program going straight and things. So so that that phrase was was somewhat uh, uh, understandable. Uh, of course, now that has very different connotations to it. Uh, uh, with, with straight as as uh, no longer associated with 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 crime. So 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 um, there there hasn't been a, a replacement word. But but uh, you know I I actually liked going straight because it 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 had a a um, you know it's an action term. There's the going is the thing and 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 uh, with desistance um, sometimes people can think of it as a place. Oh oh uh, you know have you gotten to desistance yet? Oh this this person is a desister. Or so ceased, sort of cease and desist. Well cease and desist. Stop Absolutely. immediately as well. Yeah yeah. So cease and desist says cease stop what you're doing and then desist from doing it again. And 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 so you know we are using the word correctly in that. Um, it doesn't really matter about ceasing. Uh, people cease all the time. Uh, with, with crime, it's it's not even like uh, addiction, where where a person you know wakes up and and starts using quite quite quickly. With 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 crime, you know you 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 have uh, some weeks where where you're, you're you're quite active, other weeks where you're not, and 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 so so it's always stopping and starting. Mm. But it's the stopping and staying stopped uh, when when you know when stuff piles on when when. Uh, you're under pressure when somebody's uh, coming at you and all these kind of things uh, that desisting in the face of those obstacles is really interesting. And, it, and it, it's an active process like going straight. It requires, uh, um, you know, it, it could be unconscious, but 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 it, it requires effort uh, in order to, to stay out of, you know, it, we don't talk about desisting among somebody who's who's dabbled in, 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 in a bit of shoplifting in their youth. You know, now they're in their 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 thirties. You don't say I'm I'm desisting from from shoplifting because it was never an, an entrenched sort of pattern. It wasn't a, a, a serious part of that person's life or identity. Uh, we we desist from things like like someone who smokes a couple of, uh, of cigarettes. Uh, they don't say they're they're an ex smoker. You know, you, you you need that that sort of uh, habituation, but but also entrenchment in, in into the world for desistance to to make sense. Yeah, yeah. desistance is and the new word that they sure. use. Like I I remember as a child growing up, mm-hmm. you'd have some fucking mad feckers in mm. the area that were wild. Yeah, and next all of a sudden, like you could be hearing someone could be talking. Yeah, he's gone straight. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's okay. uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. But then the assistant started coming in the last well, few years, mm-hmm. and I often it's sat down and I'd say, right, and I put on my 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 mind from back then because I didn't even know what assistance mm-hmm. in general sure. meant. Sure. I didn't know assistance for me. No, I believe the word assistance means is is it to stay away from something. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm asking this now is because when this does go into the prison. And some of the lads are sitting in their cell and they may have learning differences Mm, mm. and they're saying, what's this word assistance? You know, it's it's exactly like you just said, it's going straight, it's going straight in life and keep going and keep going. 
well, coming keep, through challenges yeah. and, and moving on again. Yeah. It's a great word. Yeah, going yeah. Straight. I like that one. You know, but it's like, it's like, you know, if you're uh, abstinent from drugs. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's, that's not recovery not if you've no access to drugs. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're abstinent from drugs, but there's opportunities to use come up and you don't, you don't take them. That's recovery then. Yeah. So if, if you're desisted from crime, let's say um, you're in prison. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're desisted yeah. then because yeah. you're not committing crime. But when you get out and you have opportunities to commit crime and you don't take them, that's desistance then, isn't it? Yeah. Not just crime free. Uh, you know, that would be the abstinence in, in your parallel. Yeah. But, absolutely. But, but there's the gap, right? Yeah. That's just the word, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's the gap. Yeah. How. Do you become this person yeah. that is the assistance? Well, you've interviewed a lot of people. Have, in, have indeed, yes, absolutely, yeah, as, yeah, as have the know. two of you. And yeah, and, yeah and, and I hear very similar things when, when I listen to, to some of your episodes. I, you know, I, they sound very like the, the, the folks that, that, that I interview all the time. And, and yeah, and yeah there, there's, um, so we, we've now, we, we talk about it as a redemption script or, or, or a narrative. The, 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 you know, it's just the certain, um, elements of the story that you hear so often across across the, the these narratives, and 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 you know it, it's not meant to be uh, um, a, a, a global universal. I, I've got um, colleagues who have done a desistance study in Japan, uh, a desistance study in uh, Chile, and 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 uh, all over the world. People have have uh, done desistance research, and and uh, um, there are different cultural um, tropes and traditions. You know, the the the, the one that, that that I found in in, in Liverpool in the nineties. Um, has been replicated, and you can hear echoes of, of of that narrative in lots of different places, including, uh, like I say, in in in, in the Irish uh, folks uh, that, that I talked to. But but um, but it's it, it's not meant to be a a, a kind of a, a you know a, a, a rigid reified theory of this it, it, it's always growing and changing. It, it's very much culturally driven. You know, people. Um, come up with their uh, self narratives, their their understandings uh, of their their their, you know how they've changed and so forth by drawing on things in the culture. So so uh, now they may be drawing on the the two Norries podcast, you know, uh, because there, there really hasn't been that many models that with recovery from from addiction that narrative is out there so so even a a, a teenager might know what uh, you know they wouldn't know the the nuances of, of recovery but but they would have heard of the 12 steps they would have heard of of, of you know uh, that that community and 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 have a sense of oh these these people they go to meetings or something and 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 they 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 talk about these steps and they 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 do these things um, with, with rehabilitation uh, or, or reform or these these other words we have for for desistance, um, people don't have a, a model of what that looks like in in real life, and and so a lot of people doubt it. You know, they 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 say, uh, oh well, this this person's just saying that to get uh, get through parole. They're gonna they're, they'll sing whatever they whatever tune they have to sing to get through this or to get a job or whatever, but they really haven't changed because, uh, you know, we don't have those kind of cultural role models uh, so much of, of, of this, this desistance process. What's the condemnation script uh -huh. and the redemption script? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Those are the two. Yeah, so, so in order to understand the redemption script, 
we we uh, wanted to compare that to to folks who were still involved in 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 in, in criminal so behavior. Is this like in our in our core beliefs of how you perceive yourself and how what, what how you talk to yourself? Yeah, yeah, essentially. So so we talked about uh, identity and, and and youth and and um, Erickson uh, used this phrase a little bit, but but later Ericksonian psychologists. Have have argued that identity is best understand as, as stood as as a person's story of the self. So mm-hmm. so it, it, it you know when when we think of a our identity sometimes it's I, I, I'm a Nori I'm a I, I'm a, a, a an Arsenal fan I'm a, a whatever you know it's sort of a list of, of roles. But 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 um, more you know when we ask someone well who are you you tell a story and and you you say well to, to understand who I am you gotta you gotta know who who my family was and then then what I was able to do here and what what traumas I've been through and then then you know how I turned that around and these sort of things become our identity and uh, uh, so so the, the the person who's desisting develops an identity around desistance and and that story that redemption script helps them to to stay straight uh, to to go straight mm. it says because i've got this narrative of of, of who i am uh, if i make this choice uh, to you know take that pill or or, or take that road on, on the one hand uh, that's going to uh, screw up my entire story of of who i am sort of thing so so i'm going to i'm going to stick stick with this and 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 likewise the person who's offending, although they don't need the same kind of of, of story, um, to 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 you know, because because their road essentially is, is the easier path. It says, "Better the devil you know." No. Uh, you, why are you offending now? Nobody asks the the the, the twenty five year old who's who's persisting. Why are you persisting? Because you know the the past is the best predictor of the future. They they're just doing what they've always done. Yeah. Uh, it's the sister who needs the strong story. It's like. Nah, nah, nah. I don't believe this. Uh, you haven't really changed, and they don't believe it themselves. So, so they need a really strong story. But, but the condemnation script is 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 important in its own right because if we want to to um, to promote assistance, we, we we need to promote these positive stories. But we also have to deconstruct and break down those those condemnation scripts where 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 you know, look, nobody's ever going to give me a chance. Everything I ever do, uh, uh, people just turn on me. I, I you know, the, the, the entire system is against me and these kind of things, which all are, are you know, defensible arguments that, that, that people make. In truth, yeah, the system has uh, screwed this person over and so forth, but, but they can be broken down. And often they're broken down by a single individual, you know, a, 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 a new person in their life, a teacher, a, a probation officer, somebody at Cork Alliance, shout out to Cork Alliance, somebody yeah. who believes in them and says, I think you're more than you think you are. I think you've got something to offer this world. And and, and it's only by those kind of reflections that, that the person, you know, the, their narrative of everything being against them uh, can, can break down. Like, Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? What I think of, you know, I, I had a prison officer and she used to she used to say to me like you know you have you you're intelligent James you mm. could do something with mm. your life you know Brilliant. but you don't really believe or like mm. but then mm. you're going back to the cell and you're thinking yeah, about yeah, it you think, yeah. but yeah. like you're beginning there to change from yeah. the condemnation yes. into maybe yeah. I am do you know maybe it, I'm not it, a waster do you know for me one of the biggest and we're talking about assistance and um, one of the biggest steps was during my own journey I 
kind of needed a lot of people in different areas, a lot of services to get me through, you know, um, because of my struggles, particularly around um, just trying to understand why I worked the way I did yeah. in relation to stuff that would have happened when I was young and why I had certain core beliefs uh, around myself and um, just dealing with a lot of traumatic experiences, yeah. you know. Um, so from the last 10 or 11 years in the recovery period, okay, I would have started down here where I needed and needed and needed a psychotherapist, mm -hmm. the Cork Alliance. Mm -hmm. I need my wife to understand me. I need a sponsor, 100%. all these things. But what I have learned in the last two years, these people are not needed as any, yeah. I won't say any more, but not as much yeah. because I've actually, I, I actually process stuff today very comfortably when stuff comes up. I don't need to be on the phone every two minutes talking to somebody, telling them how bad my life is. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of sit with it. And for me, like, that would be, that would have been a miracle mm -hmm. to even, for me to even, if you to tell me 10 or 11 years ago, Timmy, mm -hmm. in 11 years time, you won't need anybody to talk about yeah. this stuff yeah. because you'll be able to channel it and feel it yourself and understand it. Yeah. You know, that is a great, not just people that are in, mm -hmm. um, who have had difficult lives and are assisting from that life. Yeah. But in general, for Absolutely. anybody, Absolutely. it's a great. But going back to our conversation earlier on, mm -hmm. what does it take? What does the assistance take? What kind of steps? Yeah, yeah. All the steps are in there from the moment mm -hmm. I stopped drinking right. to the moment we're sitting here right now. Mm -hmm. All the steps: the psychotherapy, mm -hmm. the education, mm -hmm. the meditation, mm -hmm. the personal development groups, the Cork Alliance. Mm -hmm. Do you know the sponsor? Yeah. Yeah, that there that is all the, the assistance. Oh, hundred percent. But but you know there is a a subtle shift that happens in those narratives where where the the, the in the redemption script where where the individual goes from from being helped by these organizations to being put in a role of helping others. You know they 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 uh, um, talk often as much about help giving as they do about help receiving in the, in these narratives. And, and, and that's really crucial because if you're always, um, focused on the, the, the support you're getting from others, it's, it, it's essential a hundred, hundred percent, but, but then you're in a dependent sort of role. And it, it, it is that, you know, the best help you can get is often that, uh, others showing trust in you that, that you can, uh, you know, be a, be a father, be a, uh, the, the therapist for others, uh, which is, of course, the, the wounded healer sort of notion that, 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 that works, uh, so, so intrinsically into the therapy process. Um, planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can be the, the, um, the you know, the, the, the podcaster, the, 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 the role model. Uh, and, and that's, uh, uh, you know, often forgotten by, by, uh, social workers, uh, which, which I have an enormous amount of time for, by by you know those in the rehabilitation trade, we often sort of stop with the the, the we we give the help uh, and and forget that that we've got to get people into the uh, the empowered position of, of being help givers themselves. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned uh, good uh, term there, the wounded healer. Uh, uh. So myself and Timmy, obviously. We, we try to help people where we can and we know a lot of people that's in our position that are in, either in the caring profession or else in a different profession but look for, look to help people outside of the work. Yeah. Is that common for people? Why do people feel a draw to go back and give back to people? Yeah, I mean, there, we, we in, in my book, I sort of give a list of, of reasons, and I don't know if I'll be able to. The book was twenty two years old, so I may making, not be able making to, good, making good, yeah, yeah. Piece, yeah, and no longer available, unfortunately, in print. But but we're we're trying to get it back into print. Uh, but it's that old, and, and it shows how old I must be. But uh, it's it's got a uh, a list of, of the sort of the various things that. Um, um, that we we call it generativity out out of that Erickson tradition that that no notion of, of you know sometimes people talk about it as giving back uh, but but it, it, it it's uh, and there is a role for that and 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 one of the five uh, which which I won't be able to recreate here without my powerpoints uh, one of the those the, the the five on the list is a, a real important uh, a reparative function you know the the the, the person who's uh, uh, justice involved has uh, um, um, taken from the, the community in, in in various ways and 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 does have a debt uh, of sorts in the community's eyes and and, and otherwise that that um, these kind of, you know, there's one thing to, to straighten one's hand and it says, uh, look, I'm not doing that stuff that I used to do. Now I'm, uh, I'm working, uh, for this call center now. And, 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 uh, um, it, it's all legit work to the extent that the, the, the call center is, is, is doing legit, uh, um, phone calling and, and, and so forth. So, so, uh, um, that's okay, but it, it, it's not as powerful a message as, Look, yeah, I did a lot of bad things then, but now I'm helping your nephew uh, turn turn his life around. I'm I'm out there working uh, in the community to try to make sure that other people don't make the mistakes I did, and that's a, a much more uh, you know balancing of the scales type type um, narrative than 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 other types of work. So so I think that's one of the reasons. But 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 there's an, a number you know. Another one, um, people who have been uh, had long histories of, of crime and addiction and, and, and spent time in prison 
often, uh, you know, are at a disadvantage in lots of other careers and professions. They're 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 ten years behind their 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 cohort, if nothing else. But often they come out with limited skills. A lot of the skills that are available in prisons and things aren't up to date. They're not uh, job uh, uh, worthy and, and and so forth. So, so um, it, 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 the 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 individual is you know kind of starts at the very bottom if if they want to become a a uh, you know a, a contractor or whatever. But if they want to become uh, a, a a counselor uh, working in in the justice system, they actually find they've got an enormous amount of of, of lived experience, of expertise by experience, of of, of hard earned wisdom that that uh, you know doesn't just put them at the bottom of of a pool, but but gives them you know almost superpowers when it comes to helping others. That that they've got uh, you know a a, a genuine. Uh, gift in the, the 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 misfortunes that they've been through, and and almost the worst they they have been through, the the stronger that yeah. that gift. So 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 there's 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 some logic there, and in, in, in pursuing it. So so there's a lot of good reasons to that, that we see that. And yes, you 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 see it a great deal. You you see it in the addiction yeah. recovery world, uh, but 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 you definitely see it with desistance as well. Yeah, because like. Um we're going into prison, uh, we're going into every prison in Ireland over Mental Health Week, which is the last week of February, first week of March. Okay. And uh, But the psychology service in there, um, they just feel that they respond better to people that have that lived 100%. experience yeah, that yeah. they can identify with. So uh, it's really valuable. Yeah. And if you're in prison at the moment, um, like all that shit that you've been through and what you think is a real negative, you can actually turn that into a positive. Turn it into a positive. And, you, and, and it'll actually improve your employability in certain sectors, you know? Yeah. Do you see how long it has actually taken for, for let's just say, the prison systems and mm. not just this country and every other country to understand the importance yeah. of the lived experience? Yeah. Like, it, all you have to do, really, is look at the AA model. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right? Like, al- alcoholics could never, ever get us back in the right. day. Yeah. Then Alcoholics Anonymous became something that people could go to. And the answer was there. People who can relate to other people yeah. will stop yeah. because they'll feel that they're not on their own and they'll see these other people who have a bit of time behind them mm. in the recovery period, away from alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be, even in mental health issues, that's yeah. a big deal as well. Yeah. You know, and... And that gives them a massive amount of hope. Yep, yep. And you have to give people hope, particularly people that are locked up inside themselves, yep. you know, in prisons. Yep. You have to give them hope. You, you know you, what hope stands for? No. I, I can't believe I know something. Well, I know what it stands for for me. <laughs> no, no, but it's an acronym. On my own personal, it, personal journey. It's an acronym. H-O-P-E. Yeah. This is, I, I learned this from uh, um, uh, Gethin uh, Jones, uh, but, but Gethin learned it from uh, a prisoner serving a life term. He says, hope is hearing other people's experiences. And, and, and oh, you know, so, so hope is the two norries. And, and, you, know, and, and, yeah. you know what, no, Shad? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know what you just said? Mm. That's going to go on a Tunari's t-shirt. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yes. And I mean yeah. that. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going to go on. We're looking for slogans for all yeah. that. Great. Yeah, yeah. Hearing <laughs> other people's Once experience. Once yeah. you don't go looking for royalties down the line. <laughs> <laughs> the other one I love is is a guy, and this was in the States, but, but you might have heard this one too, because it's probably a 12-step 
uh, he says, um, how do you get through a minefield? The only way to get through a minefield is to, to, to follow the fella in front of you. And if he gets through alive, then, then you walk in his, his yeah. footsteps. And, oh, yeah. and, and again, it's just like, you know, you, we wouldn't expect people to become a dentist without meeting other dentists and learning from those dentists. We wouldn't mm -hmm. expect them to become a criminologist without yeah. meeting other criminologists and, and modeling what we do. We expect people to desist uh, on their own because, you, you know, uh, uh, we, we can't bring ex-prisoners into the prisons. That would be, you know, contempt. Contamination. We can't have people associating with other ex-prisoners. That would be contamination. Well, how are they going to find models uh, if, if we're not allowing them, yeah. not facilitating that that kind of? So, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Do you know, in, in recovery as well, there's 12 steps. There's like a def, like there's a program, and we don't have that in the systems. But there is a term in the assistance literature called hooks for change. Right. And when I think about it can be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So you can't like give a assistance 12 steps because it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. yeah. But for myself and Timmy, education and yep. relationships yep. has been a good hook, has been a real hook for change. Can you explain the term and maybe sure. give some examples of maybe for people that's in prison at the moment, mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. how they can actually, what they can use to turn their lives around or something that they can hook onto. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Hooks for Change is, is Peggy Giordano. She's she's a, a, a legend in, in desistance research and and, and, and that that's her, her phrase, I, I'm fairly sure. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, education is, is a great example of that. And and I was, I was very pleased in Cork, uh, in, in, in one of the classrooms or just outside of the classroom in Cork prison, uh, they had a Victor Hugo quote, uh, um, he who opens, and it could be he or she, he who opens a prison uh, closes, no, 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 take it back. He who opens a school closes a prison. And, mm -hmm. and, and uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, the sentiment is exactly right. In truth, a lot of schools feel like prisons. A lot of schools uh, are, are demeaning and stigmatizing and, and uh, places where young people want to get away from. So, so you have to understand it, it, it more in terms of the way you describe it as education. And, and, and you know, I, as an educator, I, I, I'd like to th think of education as, as, you know, an opening of people's horizons. Uh, uh, both they're, they're kind of opportunities it says you know get this degree and and it'll open up job opportunities for you but much more i'd like to open up minds and 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 free people of of, of you know they you see the world in in one way then then you read uh you know foucault or or or, or you read uh, uh um the the work of angela davis and and it opens your mind to to new things and new thoughts and 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 you know the prison is is a kind of closing. Uh, it, it it it's uh, um, you know a, a shutting down of opportunities for sure, uh, but also a sh shutting down of possibilities, and and you start to limit your horizons and say actually you know uh, 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 I'm never going to make it uh, doing X Y or Z, and 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 th this is really the only hope for me, and so forth. So so in lots of ways education is kind of the opposite of, of, of that condemnation script. It, and, and, and so I, I, I think it's a good one in terms of hopes for change. And it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be traditional. It could be marriage. Uh, or it could oh, be the relationships are, are another yeah, absolutely or, huge one. Yeah, or, yeah. Like you don't have to be like a, a worker. You can no. actually go and pursue an interest in gardening. Of course. And be on your disability allowance, yeah, but you yeah. found something yeah. to live for. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and you know, some of the arts and, and, and you see in, in, in Cork Prison are, are unbelievable. And yeah. some, some of that talent, and, and it's talent that, that people don't realize they have, but also interest that, that, that they didn't realize they have until they're, they're in a cell and, and, and they, 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 they 
Uh, it's sad though that mm, sometimes really yeah. people go to prison to fulfill their potential <laughs> yeah. or, or to realize a talent. Sure, sure. Know, no, I would sad. never, uh, if there's judges listening, I would never send somebody to prison in the hope that, that yes, they, they, they find themselves or yeah. sitting in the contemplation, you know, none, none of, none of that works. People make the best of, of, of a terrible situation in, in prison and amazing things come out of, of prison. But but that's not the majority uh, yeah. experience, as you say. For most people, imprisonment uh, shuts down possibilities, and 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 you know we 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 see that uh, both you know in, in the lives of inside prison, but as they come out, and and it brings you know the prison into the community in these these negative ways. So so yeah, I'm not advocating it, but yeah. but uh, but it is amazing what what people can do uh, uh, um, with 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 themselves in that have any situation. Have you any opinions on uh, victims? of crime and maybe their objection yeah. to this kind of field of research and why we put supports around people right. who commit crime like why why should we care about people who commit crime yeah yeah no it's great great uh, point um it is one that one has to think about in doing this work it it, it always comes up you know the the the, the one answer that 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 sounds flippant but is actually much deeper than than it sounds is that um, this uh, this this binary between victims and offenders uh, is is an artificial one, and and we know that the people we call offenders uh, have been victimized almost more than anybody. And and yeah. you know you think about what what we fear uh, with 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 victimization. Oh, you know if, if this this person it, it is ruined their life uh, by being victimized. They're they're going to be broken. They're going to be angry. They're going to be well, maybe do it to someone else, you know, whatever has been done to them. Uh, and and, and uh, so, so we, we kind of understand that, 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 that victimization and offending are, are linked in these ways. And, and this is why, the, 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 you know, there, there's a lot of problems with this research on, on ACEs yeah. and trauma, uh, ACEs being uh, or, uh, childhood uh, yeah. Ad adverse, childhood, experience. childhood experiences. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, and... Um, there's a lot of problems with that, but I, I, I think it's, it's outstanding in, in that framing, um, you know, not in the kind of risk factor, oh, that somebody who comes from a broken home is, is a higher risk of offending, but it says, no, that, that, that somebody who, who's, uh, um, uh, you know, experienced all of this trauma is, is, is most likely and statistically they've demonstrated this in, in incredible ways, uh, are, are the most at risk for, for, for getting involved with drugs, uh, getting involved with crime and, 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 and these kind of things. And it, and it changes our, our perceptions to, to recognize that, that these, these offenders are, are, are so-called, uh, and if you're on podcast, you can't hear my air quotes, but, but, uh, the, the people we call offenders are, are um, um, themselves victimized in, in all sorts of ways. It's like yeah. the saying goes, um, I heard this a while back and it made so much sense to me, you know, in relation to my own experiences mm. growing up as well. It, it's like this it, hurt people, yeah. hurt people. It's a great phrase. And my, my understanding of that was simply this, okay, because of my own upbringing and this different things that did happen to me mm. Mm. and the way I was treated, Okay, yeah. I actually thought people were just bad, and yeah, everybody just wanted to hurt me. Yep. yep. So I was uh, m my mechanism that was built up from from this was hurt them before they can hurt you. True. Sure. 
and keep them at arm's length and mm -hmm. don't leave them in because mm -hmm. they will hurt you. You bet. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't until like, you know, it was one of the biggest things for me ever, ever in, in my life was trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I could not trust anybody. Yeah. Leaving yourself vulnerable. You know, and sure. it wasn't until I kept going back to therapy, talking about distrust, and it, my therapist was saying, you have to trust to me, mm -hmm. you know, you have to trust, you have to give people trust. I, I, unconsciously, I, I'd say it in, in the room, I'd say, yeah, yeah, I understand, but unconsciously, like trust, you could use trust in your vocabulary, yeah, I will trust, but there's more to just saying trust. Mm. There's a feeling, and that's a big word as well. Vulnerability yeah. is a massive word you know, in any form of recovery. Gabo Mate talks in his book, mm. The Myth of Normal, the new book that he sent yeah. us. He sent us his book, which Fabulous. was pretty cool. Fabulous. He talks about, like, in nature, like, things don't grow unless they're in a state of vulnerability. Like, the caterpillar has to break out of the cocoon to become a butterfly. The shoot has to come out of the seed to grow into a tree. And for humans to grow, like what you're talking about there, it's one thing saying, I trust you, but leaving yourself vulnerable, leaving them, tr trusting them in a way that they could hurt you, but you're going to leave yourself vulnerable. And when they don't, then then that's where the growth comes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're mounting the meeting and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and like, you're, you're so, you're so right. It's, it's, it, like, it wasn't until I stopped the fighting, <laughs> everybody, everything up here stopped it <laughs> and just sat one day and just said, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I can't keep fighting. Yeah, yeah. And I allowed myself in situations to be vulnerable. <laughs> as well around my children mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around my wife mm -hmm. around people that i i i would have been in in, in involved in drugs and and criminality years ago i allowed myself to be vulnerable around these and the healing that i got from it you know it, it was it was like you know and it, and you know what it felt like it felt like i was going back in time to that child that innocent child mm where he was completely vulnerable, yeah. you know, and untouched and, and completely innocent and things happened to him to change the way he had to get through yeah. and live in this world yeah. and these things. And, and it wasn't by conscious choice that I made these decisions as a young child to completely yeah. shut off from, of from humanity. Yeah, I had to survive in some way. Yeah. And, and, and in that way, I had to completely shut off from here mm. my neck down mm -hmm. to be able to survive yeah. but when you do that you become introverted in your head sure. and you question everybody every decision everything in life mm -hmm. you question yourself if you don't understand yourself and I went through my whole life then struggling with sexuality struggling with rel relationships with friends yeah. you know in school even at home mm -hmm. you know um, and and like Nobody that I hurt afterwards, in, in, which is com completely, there's no justification for it. And of I just course, want to say that course, yeah. nobody, they just seen the hurt I was doing to everybody. Yeah. Nobody really saw why are the reasons I yeah. was doing it. It was unconscious. Yeah. I was unconscious most of the time doing these hurts. Yeah. You know, it was just, I didn't understand yeah. these things. I, I had these kind of beliefs. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but the, no, the, that was important. Sure, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the, the vulnerability you talk about as well, it, it helps, it helped me, I think, move away from the condemnation mm -hmm. scripts that, like, mm -hmm. 
I can't say nothing. You no, know, if I'm in a treatment centre or a yeah. NA room, mm. recovery room, which are great because this is where you get the pair to pair stuff for free. And it uh, comes to me and I don't say anything because I think if I say this now, they're going to judge me. They're going to think I'm stupid or I'm a mm. terrible man or I'm a pussy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then one day you open your mouth and you get positive feedback. You say, you know, then you begin to change the script from maybe I'm not. Yeah. Fuck stupid. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there is something good in me. Maybe I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. All these people can relate to me. And I know he's not mad. Mm -hmm. But he had the same experience. You're changing the script. Totally right. You're in the yeah. script. And slowly you begin to move away from that. I, I've no relationship. Or I've no like... Uh, with the old, the old James, it's like a different person. Yeah, yeah. sure, Because sure. yeah. I'm a different I man. I can understand it. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, it's, just yeah. a, it's just like, this is me here. Mm -hmm. This is me now. And this was me before. Yeah. And it's like, when stuff comes up from before, you know, stuff that I've, I've just fear around and shame. Or if you're reminded of something like, you did. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, I'm feeling that person's pain yes, yeah. their actions you mm -hmm. know today whereas mm -hmm. i'm not the same person who would behave in this way or do these things yeah you yeah, know and I, but i'm left with that trapped in my body here yeah, yeah. you know and that stuff is connected to memories mm -hmm. you know and the thought might bring up that memory mm -hmm. and from the, the memory then i'm left with the feeling yeah the emotion yeah yeah and that emotion will stay there mm -hmm. if you're not so if you're not able to process it right. and sit with it because your head will start going, mm -hmm. and then there's a small snowball effect. That reliving is then, you know? and, and it's just sure. going and yeah. going, and then there's a battle in your head, mm -hmm. right or wrong. This person here, no, who's conscious, no, who mm -hmm. never do that, is mm -hmm. fighting that person back then. Yeah, yeah, it's like hundred percent. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you get caught up in that mm -hmm. for hours, <laughs> for days, for weeks. Yeah, you know, and we are, mm -hmm. like, as human beings. We're not educated around that stuff no. where we could save ourselves so much pain if we understood it and had awareness around it, how the, how the biology of the thoughts mm. and the emotions work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we got all the way there from talking about the victims, but yeah. to, bring, to bring it back to the <laughs> yeah. victims, it's like, okay. if, if we, like, what do we all want at this table? We want people to stop committing crime yeah. so that there's less victims in the sure. future. Yeah, yeah. But you can't go into prison and say, you better stop committing crime. Society has to play a role in providing supports so that the assistance, like Timmy said, they start out with all these supports, then over time they don't need them. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's unrealistic uh, to think that people are just going to come out of prison and they'll never again. The, the assistance needs to be facilitated by society yeah. and there'll be less victims down the line. That's why we're doing what we're doing, isn't sure. it? Sure, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the worst, um, you know, one way for victims to, to, to recover, to, to um, and, and recovery is too, too strong a word, but, but for them to cope with what's happened to them, uh, the easiest Band-Aid that they can put on is to kind of monsterize the person uh, the, 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 the defendant. And, and that is to say, you know, and, and it's hu totally human nature. We, we, we all do this. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and Jesus, that, that guy, you know, it's a psychopath, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do as a society that, that, uh, you know, uh, um, it, it, you can often feel when, when, when I get questions, uh, and, 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 and not usually from people who are the most serious victims, but, but, but people who have been, 
uh, um, uh, haunted by crime in the way that, that, that all of us are in, in, in modern society, that, that you know, they, they, they will say, you know, I don't want to be made to feel empathy for, for these people. The, you know, they, they, they are scum, they, 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 they are monsters, uh, uh, and, and uh, I don't have enough, uh, I've got enough empathy for all the other uh, causes in the world. I'm not going to join you on, on your cause. And, and, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a dangerous, it, it totally makes sense. And I understand how they are, are um, you know, what they're doing to, to, to cope. Because, you know, if they see the person uh, uh, in the way that, that you described so, so, so beautifully as, as uh, you know, as, as, as the hurt child that, that, that is coping and is putting on this monster image, you know, and, and maybe playing up to the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, the psychopath mask of I don't have any emotions and I, and I, and I, and I don't feel anything for, for society and, and, and so, so forth. And if they understood that that this was uh, itself a coping mechanism and, and these kind of things, it, it makes them realize that, that, well, if that's a human being that did these things, then I could do these things. And maybe I do do these things. And, and you know, and, and when people don't want to look at their own culpability and their own potentiality for, for I mean, we, we're living in a you know, in, in, in a society that, that that's basically yeah. going to make itself extinct here with it, with our greed and our, and our yeah. uh, um, carelessness and callousness uh, for, for our, our fellow humans. And, and uh, so we all have a lot of shame that we're, we're, we're trying to project and, and, and to deny in ourselves. And, and we sometimes project that onto other groups. So immigrant groups is the latest, uh, you know, it's, it's these people that are coming in, uh, what, what have you that are causing all these problems. And, and, and that's the kind of, uh, um, I think it's, it's a very dangerous narrative because it's, it's in fact, it's the, the, once you otherize, once you demean others and, and make them less than human, it's when it allows us to do inhuman things to them. And, and, and sometimes our justice system is, is, is guilty of that, certainly like, in the like, United um, States. And elsewhere. I don't know the uh, American psychologist Gordon Allport. Oh, sure, yeah. Know yeah. the stages of prejudice yeah. of starts yes. out yes. as how you speak about people and excluding right. them. Yeah. It can lead to violence. Yeah. And we've seen it with Donald Trump's rhetoric. They're not sure. just idle words. Sure, they're not. It's laying yeah. the foundation for the violence violence that happened mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. Capitol building, you know, down the line. Yep. So that's why the protests against immigration, like that's paving the way for, there was an attack on a homeless camp in Dublin, you know, mm -hmm. they went in mm -hmm. with hurleys and bats on top of people sleeping in tents, mm -hmm. you know, because they were different colour skin and stuff right. like that. So it's the language you use on social media, it paves the way for the violence down the line. Yeah. But, um, been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for a long time. Covered a lot of ground there. We surely did. We <laughs> yeah, surely yeah, did. Yeah, 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 talking to you. And I'm sure people uh, found it uh, interesting. Well, I definitely did anyway, so thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 